time. Like Philip asked the eunuch, understandest thou what you, you're reading? Do you, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I? He was honest. He said, how can I unless someone teach me, show me? Somebody has to. So God gave them apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers for their perfection. You can. It doesn't matter if you know the old Bible by heart. It doesn't make you perfect. It doesn't make you perfect. It's, an unknowledge, it's a knowledge, an understanding of the word of God that makes you perfect. And you can shout all you want to. Perfection. I have it. I know it. But listen to what I'm saying this morning. Because this is very important. When God moves, you need to acknowledge it. See, when God moved among Israel, the Israelites, they didn't obey. They didn't acknowledge. They didn't respect the word of God. They, they think, oh, well, just, just a man, just Moses, oh, just Aaron, just Isaiah, just Jeremiah. And every nation, I mean, every generation has missed God. Because unbelief. They're too proud. We have it. I already know it. I don't need a teacher. That's not the teacher I want. I want this one. But nowhere in scripture do people ever appoint their leaders. You say, but, but the apostles appoint, what was it, Matthias? But you never heard about Matthias again. Right? Search your Bible. You never hear about Matthias again. After he was appointed, he didn't, not one thing was said about him. See, but Paul, that nobody appointed, was all over the Bible. So remember, you come to the kingdom for such a time as this, right now. Right now you're here because God has put in your heart a message. And when that message is delivered, and if you believe that message, it will change you. This Bible is awesome. This Bible is wonderful. You, you, you don't go to a university and get this. It's got to be revealed to you. It's got to be revealed to you. And it's through the church. Through the church. That is revealed to you. Okay? You say, but if I was living in Paul's day. But you're not living in Paul's day. You're living right now. And God is only expecting and charge us for what we hear now. Not going to charge you for 2,000 years ago. It's for right now. Okay? Right now, what's done here this morning, what you listen to this morning, that's what you're charged for. God's not charging you for something that you're not hearing. Some other place. It's right here. See the spirit at moving this morning? And God charge you if you respect it or not. Okay, God will charge us and he will bless us if we, we, and it comes back in judgment. God said, you see that one over there? Oh, they were dancing and praising. That was me. And there's, there, you know, there's you over there. Sneaking up and ignoring and not respecting that spirit. So you despise, that's what Israel did. They despise the day of visitation. So what God's doing right here in this little place is wonderful. It's a, it's a sweet spirit God wants to give you. You, you know that? You, you feel the sweetness from many of you? I can feel that. That good spirit because spirits can be felt. 
And spirits are contagious, whether it's a good spirit or bad spirit. You follow, you fellowship with bad spirits, you become like that. You fellowship with good spirit, you become like that. See? So, so you need to, you need to submit to the word of God. You need to submit to the word of God. Especially the time that we're living in right now. You look on you look on the television and you see what's going on. But that's not a surprise to God. I hear preachers screaming and getting all excited about COVID and all of that. But I want to tell you something. There are more worse plagues that are coming. Seven last plagues. There won't be any treatment for that. The uh, trumpet seals, vials. When God pours out his wrath, the seven vials. There are 21 different events that's going to hit this world plus three woes. Okay? There's a lot. Of, and God can extend it or he can cut it short. He said, unless those days would be shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake. Remember what he said that? Did in Matthew, didn't he say that? Then he told you to watch. How do you watch? You don't watch by just what you see in the world. Watch is in the Bible. The only way you can watch is keep your head in the Bible. Begin to study the word, listen to the word, follow the word. That's how you watch and pray. Okay? Because... Uh, the days that we are living in is evil. We are a generation that has come to the end. Of an evil age. The church has been given. I know we don't know much about it. We just go to church and we don't know. What's all about. But the church. Didn't just start today. And you might be a small church. Or a large church. But we are connected to a mother church. That came out of the upper room. Remember Wednesday night, the church that Jesus built upon this rock. I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. You get that? And you need a church that can get in your heart. And in your spirit. Because your spirit is bad. All of us got bad spirit. You don't believe it? Got bad spirit. So you need the word of God to get in there. And show you who you are. Otherwise, you deceive yourself and say, I'm goody, goody. And I know that, but it's not true. You just deceive yourself. You, just, you cannot by yourself change your ways. I cannot. There's a scripture that says, can the Ethiopian, that's a black man, change his skin? No. Or the leopards, this part, you see that leopard? Cannot change. So may we do good. That is accustomed to evil. You cannot change your ways by. Turning over a new leaf and so on. Or you do a few good things. But I'm talking about change where you're acceptable. In the sight of God. You cannot change your ways. You try. And then you can fool yourself that. I'm changed and I'm good. There's none good. None righteous. No not one. And. Where we are right now. Where we are right now. We are in the end of the closing out of a church age. God gave us that. When the Jews 
or Israel rejected Christ, then God brought in a church dispensation. And during this time, he reached out to the Gentiles. That's why we're here. Until the Israel turned back to God. Then after two days, he returned to Israel. He returned to the Jews. You understand what I'm saying? So here the church has got a short time left. Very short. Oh, we think, oh, it's going on forever. It's not. It's a very short time that we have left and short to get our hearts ready with the things of God. Get God in our hearts. Very, very short to make the changes. I'm not talking about a change where I think I'm right. But it's a change where God can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Do you get that? The word of God is the only thing that you have that will change you. No way. You cannot go to a finishing school or somebody help you and you change. It's through the word of God that he changes you. And so here is Jesus Christ and he wrote seven letters. He wrote seven letters. That's all he wrote. To seven churches. That was Jesus Christ that wrote seven letters. Very short. Just two pages. Paul, Paul wrote more. Isaiah wrote more. And Jesus wrote just a, what, a couple of uh, pages. Chapter 2 and chapter uh, 3 of Revelations. He wrote that. And in chapter 1, he introduced himself. He reveals himself to the um, chapter 1 of Revelations. He revealed himself, he revealed himself to, uh, to John in chapter 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. See, a revelation is something revealed. It's not hidden anymore. It's revealed. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay? That means he's making something known to you. You're supposed to know something. But notice who gave him this revelation. Where did Jesus get this revelation from? From his father. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him. Isn't that beautiful? To do what? What did he... Why was it given to even Christ? To show. Do you understand that? To show unto his servants things which must shortly... That's the future. See the future? Come to pass. It's going to come to pass. But notice you go back 2,000 years ago. And this was... The church, the seven churches that the Lord showed. And then after, at the end of the church, there would be a revelation of the kingdom. There would be a revelation of the kingdom. So he said, God gave him to show unto his servants, right, servants, things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified by his angel 
unto his servant John. John received it on the Isle of Patmos. You know the story of John was banished on the this little island of Patmos. He was a, a what political religious prisoner. The uh, Caesar banished him there. And they, they had tried to kill him, but they couldn't. So they banished John on this island. But that was the best thing they ever done for John. You get that? Because while he was there, oh, God working in mysterious ways. While he was there on this island, look what happened. Look what happened. Read, read it, read it. It's there. Okay, from then on. On the Isle of Patmos. And he said who bear record. Of the word of God. And of the testimony. Of Jesus Christ. And of all things. Notice that he saw. You have to see something. You have to see something. What are you seeing? What have you seen? Blessed. Notice. There's a special blessing. You know why? The devil doesn't want you to look into revelation. And these books. They want to rob you of your blessing. You're not even smart. Oh, I'm not going to look into it. You're robbing yourself. Nobody else. Look look at what the scripture said. Huh? Do you know that uh, when people train are going to, to why, why do you go into combat? Why America soldiers volunteer going there? Not just to, but they work because there's a reward. Okay, there's why do you are uh, get into the Olympics or whatever? Because you're looking for something, a reward. Why do you come to church? Why do you study the Bible? Huh? Why do you study? The, you don't study the Bible because the preacher says study the Bible. You study out of a heart of love for God. Okay, I love God. And if you love God, you will love his word because you cannot love God without the word. You'll want his word. And it says that. Verse, here, here's what you have to do. Blessed is he that read it. When last have you even read that? Answer the question. When last to yourself. Blessed is, but you know it's a blessing just to read it. Blessed is he that read it. And they that hear, notice, hear, doesn't only mean, it means you submit, you listen, you hearken, you obey. That hear, the words of this prophecy. It couldn't be no clearer. So if I don't hear. And if I don't obey. And if I ignore. The word of God. Tell me what happened. Hmm? No blessings. But there's a special blessing. Now do you know what blessing it is? Nobody knows. Only God. God said blessed. And do you know when God bless. You're blessed. But here's what you have to do. What do you have to do? You have to do something. It's not going to come if you don't do something. It says, blessed is he that read it. And they that hear the words of this prophecy. Ah, but it says something else. And keep, that will order you to obey, keep those things which are written therein. Now, now, how am I going to keep this, the things that are written in the Bible unless I understand it, unless it, I read it, unless it's explained? Huh? Could, could you take that test if you never go to the university and study? 
Or if the professor was teaching and you didn't hear, you didn't take notes, you didn't listen, who do you hurt? The professor or yourself? And if you don't read the Bible, who do you hurt? You hurt yourself. You're not hurting anybody else. See? And the word of God judges said that you must hear it. The word of this prophecy. So now you got a big job. Because it begins in chapter 2, 3. Then it goes on, that age come to a close, which is the church. You see, the church like you know it now. It's going to come to a close. One day you won't have the church. Because what the church is was designed for is to produce him a bride. Okay, that's it. While he's waiting for Israel to come back in covenant promises. He's taking out of the Gentiles. Only a visit. He's taking out of the Gentiles a people for his name. And after this, after what? When he get the number that he wants. See, a number that he wants. He knows exactly how much he wants. I don't know and you don't know. That's why we need to be humble and soft, gentle, and ask God to help me. Say, God, if you ever give me a chance, I'll never cause disturbance in the kingdom. I'm not going to cause any trouble in the church. I'm going to listen to the word of God. Because God's not going to put me in the kingdom if I cause trouble in the church. I have to repent of that. I have to ask God to forgive me of my sins. Not the sins of somebody else. I've got to get mine settled first. See, I've got to get my sins settled first. My sins settled first. That means every individual is responsible to get before God for yourself. Not for somebody else. See, I don't look at you and say, oh, you're sinful. It's me. It's me. Okay? As an individual, we all need to repent of our sins. Every one of us. Because we know what's in our hearts. The thoughts that get in our minds. So he says that there's a special blessing for those that read and hear the word of this prophecy. And keep. Look at that. It's not just reading and hearing. But you're not keeping it. You're not keeping it. You're not obeying it. And keep those things which are written where? Therein. So now, if you don't know, if I, how can I obey something that I don't know? Okay? If I don't know the word of God, how can I obey it? And if the word of God is being taught to me and I don't want it, I want something else. I don't believe the scriptures. What's going to happen to me? And he said, keep those things which are written therein. What a responsibility. For you don't have a lot of time. The time is at hand. The time is short. You say, but I've got a lot of time. No, we don't have a lot of time. But how long do you think it takes to go through all these seven churches? Hmm? Then you go over in chapter four, five, six, seven, and all the going. Although we don't even have the understanding of what God is doing. Okay? We don't. Can you imagine your examination is coming and you haven't even studied your book? But it's coming up. You cannot postpone it, but you haven't studied it because you're too busy doing something else 
and you take for granted that that test is coming up and you feel that, well, I'm ready, I'll do it. And when you get the test, you find out that's not true. Okay? Because the Lord warns us. He said, you've got to study this book. He said, you've got to listen to this book. And God's not going to change for nobody. God does not favor it. God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth God. Do you have fear of God? He that feareth God and worketh righteousness. You have to do something about it. You have to change your spirit. Amen. You have to change the way that you think. And he goes on, he says, because the time is at hand. Then, let me just go through a little bit here. John to the seven churches, which are in Asia. Okay, everybody look at me. Look straight at me. There are seven churches, right? Tell me the names of the seven churches. Without looking in your Bible, tell me that. The seven churches, you've got to know them. All right, you know their names. But tell me something more about them. I mean, it's in the book. And it's to govern you. It's to govern our lives. Each one of them is different. You get that? God does not have the same uh, happenings in, all right, all, all of the churches, the same thing, rather. Each church is different. Like this morning, our church, what were we doing? Worshipping and praising the Lord. That doesn't mean that the next church over there was doing the same thing. They might have been kneeling down and praying. And they don't have to come over and see what we were doing. Because every church is sovereign, like your house, your home. You don't have to go next door and see what that lady's cooking. You go out and select what you want. And God gave a ministry. God gave ministry for the perfecting of the saints. So when you come this morning, this is where you come to eat. <laughs> Wouldn't it be foolish you, you pull up in a restaurant and you sit down and the waitress come around and say, what do you want? Give your menu and say, no, uh, I don't want this. They say, uh, do you have this? They say, no, we're not serving it. And they say, I want it anyhow. See? They say, go down the next restaurant, you'll get that. Well, God is the one that plans the menu for every church. And pastors are not copycats. If they are, they're in trouble. Because then they have to rely on that other pastor to give him a revelation. But the revelation comes from the word of God. That's where you get your revelations from. Well, no, you get it from somebody else. No, you don't. That would be false and Jesus warned us because in the last days says false Christ will rise up and said lo there is Christ and there is Christ over there and no don't believe it said don't follow them you stay in the word of God you have to be grounded and settled in the word of God so John was writing to the seven churches which are in Asia grace notice here the time of dispensation we are in the dispensation of grace right now. Grace be unto you and peace. That's why Paul wrote grace, mercy, and peace. 
But over in chapter 4, grace has come to an end. And it's another dispensation. The government of God takes over. And from God, from him which is, notice, from which is, he is right now present. At, but he was from everlasting, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And which is what? Future to come. Past, present, future to come. And from the seventh spirits which are before the throne. Now you need to know that, the introduction, because when you get to chapter 4 and 5, you find the seven spirits. You can't do without the spirit of God. That's why I was saying that anointing this morning. If you didn't have the anointing and you were dead and dry, you're in trouble. But oh, God showed up. Praise the Lord, he showed up. Whether I like it or not, God was here. And God did not ask me, can I come? God didn't have to ask pastor permission to touch anybody. He touched them because you belong to the Lord. And we could have been singing and shouting. But you didn't feel God. It could be dead. But we felt the Lord. And the church came alive because we felt the Lord. You need that spirit. Notice here. The seven spirits of God. The church needed. He's saying now. The seven churches. Which are in Asia. Okay. He's saying that they need the grace of God. And they need the seven spirits of God. Hallelujah. You cannot do anything. By might or by power. But it's by my spirit. Said the Lord. And then verse 5. And from who? And from Jesus Christ. <clears throat> oh, you ought to shout. Who is he? What, what, was he here this morning faithfully? Huh? He, he didn't worry whether you were here, whether you're praising God or not. See, the service doesn't depend on you praising God or not. You can pout. You don't have to praise God. You don't have to lift your hands up. You don't have to say amen. It doesn't depend on you. It's depend on the spirit. It doesn't depend on me. It's the Holy Ghost. You've got to understand that. But there are times people believe. Oh it's me. If I don't praise him. If I don't. I, I, I can kill the spirit. No you cannot. Nobody can kill the spirit. Well if I don't lift my hands up. The spirit won't move. Really? You mean that God just depends on us? That if I don't pray, God knows we're moody. God don't trust us. Today you're on top of the mountain, tomorrow you're in the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> you praise him today, tomorrow you're pouting. You bless the Lord today, but tomorrow. You don't know what spirit you're off. So God doesn't trust us. Amen. He does not. He trusts the Holy Ghost. And from Jesus Christ who is a faithful witness. He proved it. He has proved how faithful he is. 
Oh. And the first, notice here, he did it first. And you need to bear it because if you understand the first chapter, you'll find out that everything in the first chapter applied to the seven churches. Did he tell them that he was faithful? Be thou faithful unto death? Did he tell that to Sabernia? That church that suffered bitterness. Bitter persecution. You see, we don't read about church history. You can't understand unless you go back into church history and find out how they suffer. How they were burned to the stakes, fed to the dogs. Christians. And then we call this persecution. We're not going through anything. We persecute our own self. We are the one that persecute our own self. How much do you pray? Said so I pray a lot, but when you pray, why do you pray for? Why, when you fast, where do you fast for? If I, you can fast all you want to, it doesn't change you. Amen. Fasting alone doesn't change you. It's the truth that changes you. It's the Holy Ghost that changes you. Somebody say, oh, I fast, yes, but you don't even know what spirit you're on. Fast all day and the next day you're like the devil. From Jesus Christ who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince. Notice who he is. The prince of the kings of the earth. Remember we are supposed to be kings and priests. Unto him that loved us. Oh Jesus. You can just wrap your arm around him and say Lord I love you. Don't you? Unto him that loved us. If you can understand that you don't need love from anybody else but Christ. And the only way you can give love is by loving Jesus Christ. You don't love God because you say you do. Or love anybody because you say you do. I can tell you I love you, I love you. And that's just foolishness. Because love is not just words, it's deed. It's what I've done. Amen. You know if I love the church, I praise him. I love him. I read the word of God. I study. If I love the church, I study so I can give you a message and a word to keep you so you go in God. That's love. See, I love you so I spend time praying and seeking God and asking God, what should I give to the saints of God so I can give meat in due season? That's love. Love is not just words. Love is deep. When I can, instead of going to the mall, I spend my time studying so I can have the word right. So when I stand Sunday morning, I can explain Revelation chapter 1. That is love. What I'm doing right now is love because I had to spend a lot of time studying. You know what love is? And then love is gentle, kind, good. What kind of church would you build if God gave it to you? What kind of church? You know to build a church? No, you don't. You don't. Unto him that loved us. And what did he do? You see what he did? That's what love does. Love will pick up that brother or that sister and wash them spiritually. Okay? No, don't leave them in the mud. And talk about them in the mud. I said, don't you see your nose is dirty? You take a tissue and wipe it for them. That's what love is. Love is not just telling them. See? That's what love is. It's action. Not just words. Unto him that loved us. Look what he did. He loved us, but look what he did. 
He died on the cross to get that blood to wash you. He had to take the nails and the sword to get the blood. The blood came out of him. What are you shedding? What am I shedding? Unto, you see, that's the Bible. I, I didn't write this book. I'm only explaining it. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins. No, notice here. Not the next person's sin, but my sin individually. And if you can see yourself as an individual and that's my sins. Don't point to somebody else and say, well, look at you. You got mud all over in your face. Go in the mirror and you find you got mud too. So what does that mean? I humble myself. And I begin to love one another. Love myself. Love the saints of God. And how do I show that love? By finding out the mind of God. What does God want for the assembly? That's what love is. Otherwise I just spend my time doing something else. There's a lot on television I could. But no I want to look into the perfect law of liberty. He washed us from our, this is powerful, from our sins in his own blood. Verse 6. And when he did look at, look at what comes upon us, sinful men, and made us. How does he do it? Through the word of God, made us. You've got to make a change to be a king and a priest. Unto God. And his father. Oh then you lift your hands up. To him be glory. Come on and you praise him. And dominion. For how long? He's going to have a church. Who's going to do it. You don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. But have you read the seventh chapter of, of Revelation? Numberless. Numberless. Unto him that loved us. And, that, and then he washed us. And he made us kings. And priest unto God and his father. To him be glory. And dominion. Forever. Come on. And ever. And ever. Hallelujah. What a savior. What a lord. What a word. Behold. No, but look, notice here what he's coming back for. The kings and priests. Okay. He's coming back for. Righteous people. He's not coming back for me. When I don't know how to work. You mean that God. The, the trouble I cause in church. And in the church age. The church age is to prove us. Whether we are worthy to get in the kingdom. That's all it is. And God look upon you what you've done. It's not what the person do to you. It's how you respond and what you've done. You said oh I can do what I want to do in church. And tear it up. Mess it up. And I. The Lord's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You don't even have a brain. If you think that way, you don't even have a brain. God will give every man his work. But look at that right over there. The only comet with clouds. That's a hope. He's coming back. That's the second advent. He went away, but he's not gone forever. But he's coming back. And he's coming back with a cloud. Not cloud up there, airplane cloud. But a cloud of witnesses. Revelations 19. Tells you of this coming. Read it all of chapter 19. Revelation. And even some of Revelations 20. That takes us on to the end of the millennium. 
This begins the seventh trumpet. Begins the second coming. But it goes all the way in Revelations 20. Revelations 19, the white horse rider comes back with his bride. Okay, white horse rider come back in five minutes, I'll get there. But behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And you find that Revelations 19. And they also which pierce him, and all, no, look, all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. And he said, even so, even so come, Lord. Come on, Lord Jesus. It's going to happen. But I don't want to be on the wrong side. Because there is not a whole lot of choices. It's only that you're with him or you're not with him. Verse, uh, then notice here. I am Alpha and Omega. What does that mean? The beginning and the end. Said the Lord, which is, note, you go back again so you won't forget, which is, and which was, and which is to come, who? The Almighty. And that's what they, in chapter uh, uh, 4, tells us. That's where it comes in, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was, and is, and is to come. The, that means he's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Said the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. He is always will be with us, or here. That's why you don't get upset. The church, somebody said, oh, the church is, and that, you don't understand. See, because you don't know what God's doing. God saved by many or by few. You don't understand. You're not little flock. You don't understand that God is the keeper. Do you know that? And one righteous person is better than a church filled with people that will not serve God. Uh-huh. That's true. God is not. We are the clothes where God's not going to look for a whole lot of people. It's the heart that God looks on. How is your heart? What's inside of your heart? What comes out of your mouth? You got to watch. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. I can know who you are by when you open your mouth. I can know if you're a positive or a negative. I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the ending said the Lord. Which is and which was and which is to come the who? The Almighty. Isn't that powerful? That you're serving a God who is almighty. The devil is not almighty. The church itself is not almighty. It's only God that's almighty. Hallelujah. You seeing that now? Are you following me? I'm going verse close so you can follow. It's powerful. Verse 9. I am, said, I, mean, I John, then notice here how humble this man is. With all the revelation, is, the more you know of God is the more you, you humble yourself. You take somebody who knows something about God. They walk soft. They're humble. They're not looking for praises. They humble themselves. He said, I, John, who am 
your brother. Notice who he was. And companion in tribulation. That's all he said. He didn't even call himself an apostle. Your companion in tribulation. Are you? Companion in tribulation? That's love. When the church is suffering, are you standing and helping the church? Or you fight against it? And put more pressure on the church? And you say, that's love. That's not love. When the church is going through, it's like, you know, somebody's, someone is sick. And you begin to unload problem on them. That's not love. You should wait. Encourage them to get better. I, John, who, um, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. And in the kingdom, notice what it is. The kingdom and patience. Do you have that? Do we have that? Patience. When everybody's running and getting all excited, you're calm and you pray. Are you just jumping here and you just, you know, you don't even know what's going on? Hmm? You got favorites. That's my favorite preacher. That's my favorite singer. No. No. We are all companions in tribulation. All of us. You haven't made it yet. We need one another. You need me and I need you. You need me to preach this word. And I need you to say amen. Hallelujah. We need one another. Companions in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience. Notice what it is. What is he preparing them for? If you read in the, go to the seventh letter. You find out they needed patience. Because when they're cast in prison, fed to the lions and uh, burned at the stake, they need patience. And he said, oh, that's coming. Yes, it's coming. More is coming. But many of that, if you were, read history of church, already happened. Have you ever read church history? That's the thing. We don't read these things. And we just come to church and we clap our hands and sing everything that's all there is to church. And we listen to gossip, some of us. We think that's church. The real... Child of God turns off every gossip. Because that will turn you. And they, when someone comes to you and begin to laba laba, it's because they want to pull you away. They're agents of the devil. You think, though, they're wonderful. No, they're not. If you knew the word of God, you'd rebuke that spirit. Or somebody tell you, oh, you're not saved. Come Rebuke that spirit. Because they're not the judge. Salvation doesn't depend on anybody but Christ. That's what companion in tribulation. You get in there and suffer too. When the church is suffering, you suffer. You don't rejoice. You don't join the enemies or the persecutors. What do you do? What do you do? Join the persecutors and tear the church up. Then blood is on your shoulder. No, well, if it's God's church, I wouldn't tear it up. You little clown, you don't know the difference. You don't know the difference. What's God or not? Because you don't read the Bible enough. And you forget that they shall not harm nor destroy in my holy mountain. Peace. 
That's what Paul said. But that, that's what John said. Grace, mercy, and peace. Raise the peace of God. Raise the peace of God. <coughs> you walk into a church and you destroy the church. You want to cheer it up because you want the church to do what you want to do. And you want to get away with everything. Or somebody want to get away with everything. Hmm? And a lot of churches make a wimp. And a puppet out of their pastor. Look at it. He said, I can tell him what to do. And if I say drum, all he has to do is say how high. Until you find a pastor who's not going to do it. Yes. You try. You find a pastor who's not going to do it because you say drum. He stays by the word. A man of God is grounded by the word of God. He stays by the word of God. And he only moves when Jesus Christ said move. And nobody can change that. And somebody, there's some pastors that God's going to use to make the church ready. How? Everybody's not going to be willing, but there's some going to stay and preach the word of God just like it is. What do you want? A wimp or a preacher? You want a little guy who's just drunk because somebody say, hey, hey, look at that. Eh. Go clean your glasses. I don't do it because you tell me. I do it because I want to. Because the word of God is greater than anything. And we're here to change. We're here to change, not to change the church, but to change you. To change me. Get it? That's what a church does. It changes us. That's what the scripture says. Companion in tribulation and Patience. To them who by patience continue and well doing. When, when the word of God correct you. To the hungry soul every bit of thing is sweet. I have to make changes. When God correct me it's because he loved me. Whom the father loved If you don't correct a church you don't love the church. And that's what happened in the, the, the reason. Why, that's what happened in the seven churches. The, some of the pastors wouldn't correct the church. They stopped correcting the church. And what do you have? You had a lot of stuff that the Lord was even locked out in the final. We don't want Jesus to be locked out of this church. But this morning he was not locked out. You saw the, the presence of God. You saw the, That's what I go by. He was not locked out. He could come in this morning. And that's why we have to push sin back. You think it's an easy job? To stand there and tell the congregation that we need to change when he sent the seven letter to the pastors and said, this is what's wrong in your church. You need to change it or else I'll root up the candlestick. In other words, the Lord said, I'm gone. You think it's easy? And then blood is on the shoulder of that pastor, of that ministry. The angel is a pastor. It's not some two wings angel. It's a man that stands there with the word of God. See, if the church runs itself, it's not a church. If it controls itself, it's not a church. The word, the church must go by the word of God. And look at it. And in the kingdom and patience, see what it means? It takes a lot of patience. But that's how you're going to enter in the kingdom. And the patience of what? Of who? Of Jesus Christ. Was in the isle that is called Patmos. 
For the word, note why he was there. For the word of God. And for the testimony of Jesus Christ. You make sure when you suffer, it's for the word. It's for the word of God. And that's what John was suffering for. And the testimony of Jesus Christ. Is that why you're suffering? For the word of God? Are you preaching, talking, testifying, living the word of God? And you suffer? Hmm? Well, that's amen for that. But if not, if you cause it, if you inflict without the word, if the word does it, amen. Preach the word in season, out of season. Rebuke. Exalt. That's what Paul says. No, but I can't do that. I want a nice, quiet church. Because I want everybody to like me. See, I'm afraid. You might leave. No, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. That means revelations. You need to read revelations. The fearful. And unbelief. And believing. We love what? The parts in the lake of fire. You cannot be afraid of the church. Well, um, no. The word, if you don't preach it, somebody's going to preach it anyhow. There's some men and women going to stand up and preach the word of God. Verse 10 is it. Notice what he was. I was in the spirit. And the Lord's day. And that doesn't mean Sunday. It's a big long explanation. But I just have your own opinion. What you want to believe if it's Sunday. Or Saturday. I was in the spirit. And the Lord's day. And I heard behind me, notice what he did. He was in the spirit. And you're, when you're in the spirit, you're going to hear something. Hmm? You're going to hear something. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me, what? A great voice. Notice, a great voice. Notice, a voice. That means a talking trumpet. Do you think that this was just a little comic game, sporting, or this is serious? You think that all of this is that God's joking? He's going to have a church. And there's second death. There's an eternal judgment. This is a war to the end. It's not a, it's a war to the end. And you don't fight a war to lose, you fight a war to war, to win. And Jesus is going to win. He said, oh, you haven't read the last chapters of the Bible. Have you? You're just looking at what's going on now. Oh, that, that, that person don't pay their tithe and the church can't go on without it. Who said that? Yeah, who said that? Well, if I don't uh, cut the lawn or somebody, who say that? You don't know God. God can send somebody to patch the roof. Hallelujah. Or to fix the floor. Or, or to send a raven. Or a little widow. God cannot be stopped. But notice what? I was in the spirit. Hallelujah. 
I don't care what date was. The important thing, he was in the spirit. Like this morning, I don't care what date was. We were in the spirit. Somebody was in the spirit. Somebody was dancing. On the Lord's day. And heard behind me a great voice. Here, look. Behind him. As a trumpet. Do you know that voice? Is just ahead of us again. Do you know that that voice is just right ahead of us? You need to hear that voice. Those that hear will live. That's the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God. This was Jesus Christ himself. Say, notice what he said. You know, you just read over it and stop, slow down. Notice what the voice was saying. I am, he repeats it. Alpha, remember we had that before? And he come back again. It's important. I am Alpha and Omega. He said it before the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book. Write it down. And if you read it, how many times? From then on to chapter 2, 3, maybe 4, maybe at least 11 times or so. He, he said, write. Preach. Tell them. Explain it to them. They have to know. It's a war. The devil don't want you to know. But God wants you to know. The devil doesn't want you to have it. But God's going to raise up men that want you to have it also. And you have to buck the devil to get it out. You think the devil wants you to get into it? No, it doesn't. But you have to push him back. Push him back in order to, to get. Welcome, gentlemen. Good to see you. You have to push him back, the devil. You get it? You have to push the devil back to get anywhere. How is the football? Good? See, just like you, you, you know playing footballs, right? If you just get out there. And let your enemy push you. You know and knock you around. And he's charging at you. And you stand there. He's afraid because. And you say. What, what's going what, to happen to you? Hmm? You're dead right? Is he going to be sorry for you? Well the same thing in the church. A pastor just stand there. And he's so nice. He's a nice guy. But no he tackles and knocks. The daylight out of them. You don't understand. There's a football player. Ask them. It's a war. And that's it. In the patient and the king of Christ. You've got to push the devil back. And preach the word of God. And leave it to God. Leave the result to God. God's not looking for chicken and wimps. You know like a little. Yes there. Yes yes. What do you want me to do? Oh my God, stand up and be a man. Grab the ball and see that big old guy coming. But my God, if I can't get around him, I'm going to go through him. And that's what you do. If you can't get around that devil, go right through him. But preach the word of God. Let the church rise up. Push the devil back. And the devil, not where I am preaching. 
Well, you don't believe one can chase a thousand. You don't believe that, do you? You quote it, but you don't believe it. It means one man that determined that God's going to be glorified. Am I right, brother? When you're playing football, were you scared of the big boy? What one in your mind was to bust him. When the devil comes in and said, oh, they're going to be scared. Look at them. No, 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 we're not. Oh, my God, brother. We have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We're fighters. We're warriors. We're here to push the devil back. And take the ball across and get a touchdown. The touchdown is the kingdom. Nobody take your ball away. I mean the church. Come in and take the church away. Connive, twist, and I don't care. The church is not just you. The church is the Holy Spirit. The comforter. When you got the Holy Ghost in you and you rise up. Hallelujah. Because you don't understand. A tree fall, but it springs again. God just you leave it to God. Have I God to tell me to let me fight for you? Have I God to tell me that? He says, study the word. That's all I want you to do. And I'll fight for you. I'll fight for the church. And how does he do it? Feel the Holy Ghost move. That's all you need. Get out of the way. Because you don't understand that we are at the end and this is not time to joke now. It's your soul, my soul, that depends on it. The soul depends on it. And we're on the winning side. We want to win. You're not wasting time practicing. Okay? Because you want to lose. And I didn't get dressed up and come to church because I want to lose. I come because I'm winning. I didn't come to lose. I come to church to win. You're here to win. That's why you're here to push the devil back. You don't understand the power you have. It's because the church has lost it. But you got tremendous power. You have power to bind the devil. Actually to shut the devil up. I give you power over all the power of the devil. You ever see a man in his home? And the kids and everybody override him. Relatives come over and override him. And he sit in the corner. They watch anything they want to do on television. And he's scared. To say turn it off. No. He goes over and take the button away from whoever have it. And turn that thing off. Because he's the man of the house. The same thing go for a church. You don't watch. And everybody put, put everything they want up on the screen. You turn the thing off. What if God give you 10 city? What would you do? They run over you. If they run over the church. This is beautiful. You have to push the devil back for the spirit of God to move in it. I am Alpha. Is that where we are? Omega. The first and the last. And what thou seest right in a book. There it is. Right here. Book. It's written. And send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. And what they get it, they don't read it, right? They're afraid. The pastor was afraid to read it. No, what I'm doing, I'm reading what Jesus said. 
These are Jesus' words. I'm only interpreting it. Pastor's word. No, that's Jesus. Jesus went in the temple and, and flat a whip. He did. He flat a whip, right? And he taught them a lesson. What thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. Unto Ephesus. Notice, we had that. Samaria, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardius, Philadelphia, Laodicea. And I turn, notice again. And I turn to see, are you reading? The voice that spake with me. Remember that voice behind him? Spake with me, want to know to see who? But And being turned, notice what he saw. You see, when God talking, we ought to give him attention. We just run on and get, slow down. Be patient. He said, I turn and being turned, I saw. Okay, you got to change your ways, turn your directions. I saw what? Seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst, right? No, no, see it was. Who was in the midst? Who was in it? Oh, come on. No, it's a pastor. Uh, in the midst of the seven candlesticks. That's the church. One like unto the Son of Man. That's Jesus Christ. Clothed with a garment down to the foot. And girt about the pops with a golden girdle. What a description. That's how we began the church. That's how the church began. But notice by the end, he was out. He wasn't in the midst of the golden candlestick. He was moved from the midst of the golden candlestick to the outside, knocking. You see the change? And that's where we are right now. He's on the outside, knocking. Can I come in? Can I come in? He's on the outside, knocking. That means the door is not the door outside, it's the door of your heart. That's what the word of God is knocking. Knocking. And you close it. We close it. The church has closed it. But this morning some of you are opening a little. That's why you could praise the Lord. His head describing me. So you can't miss it. His head and his ear were white as snow. As white as snow. Like wool and as snow. Now, if you go back in Isaiah chapter 1, remember the wool and the snow? It's time for repentance, time for washing. Okay? It's time to put away your sin. They appear there in Isaiah chapter 1. If you read it, you'll know. Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, he's going to wash them and make it whiter than snow. You can read that later. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. To burn out any sin. To look through your spirit. Because I can fool you. We can fool one another. But you cannot. we cannot fool God. And his feet. Like unto fine brass. As if they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound. Of many waters. Many waters. Many people. You see now. He's going to reach out among the Gentiles eventually. Many, many people. Revelations tell you seven. The same thing. The boys, remember? The people, they sound like waters. You got them. Many. 
is coming to the Lord that you can't even number. Okay? You don't just look at what you see now. You make sure you get in. Make sure in your time you show God that I'm going to serve you. I'm not a security risk to the kingdom. If you put me in the kingdom, I'll call, I, I will not cause the trouble. That's what you're doing right now. That's what you're doing right now. The church ages, you say, Lord, I will not cause trouble in the kingdom. But if I cause trouble now, God's not going to put me in there because I failed my probation test. Amen? And he had in his right hand seven stars. What a what a what a what an order. What a description. And out of his mouth went a sharp notice out again. Preacher, calm down. What what do you think that Jesus did? Is it the preacher's word or is Christ using him? That's the thing. You think he's a pastor. You don't know it's God using him. A sharp sword. And even Psalms tells you, let the eye praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword. Once you get up there and you're just weak and you can't sing and you can't shout. No. And a two-edged sword in your, uh, in your hands. This honor of all the, uh, all the saints of God. You've got the eye praises of God in your mouth. And a two-edged sword. What is it? Old and New Testament. You gotta have this word. Don't 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 use nothing else but but the word of God. When you open your mouth, it should be the word of God. When you open your mouth and just negative and all kind of stuff coming out, you, you don't have a message. It's the word. None of us have a message without the word. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp sword, two-edged sword, and his countenance. Was as the sun. Notice when he when 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 he started the church, the son of righteousness, his countenance. Look how bright when they came out of the upper room. That goes to the start of the church. How bright was it? The sunshine of the spirit of God. That the first day, how many? Three thousand was added, and the next day, huh? Healing, deliverance, miracles, signs, wonders. Huh? That's how bright the sun was. They had the truth. When they started at Pentecost, they had the truth. They had the word of God. The early church had the sunlight. But look what happened. By the time you get to Laodicea, darkness. That's where we are right now. Where's the sun? Where's the sun? We have war and strife. You know why? We have it. From whence come wars and strife. Because we see something. We're lusting after something. Position or something else. But we need to get back to the book. And he had in his right hand. Is that where I am? Next verse. Okay. And when I saw him. Notice you have to see him. What happened? If you ever have a revelation. If we ever have a revelation. It's going to change us. You're going to be different. Nobody have to tell you to be humble. You're going to be humble. If you have a revelation. If you ever see Jesus. It's when we don't see Jesus. We talk. Said. And when I saw him. Let's read. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Oh my God, you would too, wouldn't you? Are you going to, oh, when I see Jesus, I'm going to stand there and tell him what? No, you won't. No, you won't. Somebody come on and say, oh, I seen an angel 
And they're just the same person. Worse, hard and tough. You see an angel? You'll be different. You'll be different. You're becoming shaken. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. That's why you are just, just give up, Lord. I surrender. When, that's why when you walk into a church, you fall at his feet. The church lost that fear and reverend and respect. You know that? When he walked in, in his long white robe, and his hair white and so on. Remember we described it? Eh? Holding the candlesticks and all of that. And he comes up here in the midst of the church. They faint. But they got him outside. And we are in an age that pushed Christ out. And we're blessed of God to bring him back where we can feel him. I said, Jesus, we want you. But it's a price you have to pay. Because the, the, look, the church pushed him out. But now you've gone to have to force against the church to get him back in. And it's not easy. Because you're going to be called names. Talk about, run down. But don't care about that. Open the door. If any man hear my voice. You hear, can you hear that knocking? That's what he's doing right now. That's what he did. Conviction. Knock of conviction saying open the door. If any man will open the door. And when I saw him I fell at his feet. As dead. Oh God that I might see him. Might see him as he is. Wouldn't you love to see that you're praying? And oh God I want to see you. I can't see you. It's so dark. We've lost the vision of Jesus Christ. We go out there and we testify. But there's no vision of Christ. We come and we in church. But we, don't, we have not seen him. Sir, we would see Jesus. I want to see Christ. When you see Jesus Christ, you're never the same. Tatiana, when you see Christ, oh my God. You feel that? When you feel Christ. When you feel Jesus. It's when you don't see him. And you think you see him. Oh my God, he'll have you down. And your hair will wipe the floor, wipe his feet. The tears. You wash his feet with your tears. Sir, we would see Jesus. Have you seen him? Where is he gone? He's left us. Where is he? And you go to one church and you think they have it and you knock and say, have you seen my beloved? No, we haven't seen him. He hasn't been around here for years. You go to another, have you seen my beloved? Nah, but I can, I can read you a story. I heard about him. But you are men and women who have seen Jesus Christ. That's what you need today. Not some talk, 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 telling me stuff. I want to see Christ. I want to see Jesus. And when you see him, he's going to change you. You stand there talking and he'll show up. How many times we've, we've been talking, just talking, right here. And what happened? You and I, many times we... We come through here praying sometimes. We just sit down and talk. What happened? And we knew it. And we stopped. And we just begin to praise him. You don't know. When he shows up, you know. There's something special about that perfume. Oh God. Don't you want him to show up with you? You're alone. Everybody else is gone. And you're alone. And you feel the glory of God. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. No life. No resistance, no idea, no thoughts. I didn't know it, no nothing. You have nothing to say to him. 
But when we come and we have a lot to say to him, tell him what to do, how to do it. You haven't seen Jesus. The more you see Christ is the less you have to say. Unless it's the word. You talk, talk, talk all the time. You haven't seen Christ. When you got bitterness and malice on the inside, you haven't seen Christ. You got to get everything out. We've got to get everything out of us. And it's not just lips. It goes down here in the depth of our spirit. And then that love begins to flow from us. That's, that's a fact. That's, that is a fact. That is a fact. That is the truth. Amen. That's a fact. Because we talk about it, but we don't know it. We talk about Jesus. We have not seen him. Because when you see Christ, you change. Like him. Not like anybody else. Somebody want you pardon somebody. That's not Christ. Holy Jesus. And when you see Christ. You fell at his feet as dead. But a lot of us we not. We just talk, 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 talk. You haven't seen Christ. You patient. Right? Possessive yourself. When I saw him. Where am I? 17, when I saw him, I fell at his feet. Notice what he did. As dead. And he laid his right hand upon me. And look at it. Look what he said unto me. Fear not. Then he goes back again. Make sure you get it. I am the first. And I am the last. I am he. That, how many times he say that? Do you know that? He wants us to get it. I am he that. When I started this morning. I didn't intend was to start right there. But then the Lord led me there. Back. To, to drill it home in you. See that verse 18 said. I am he that liveth. That means a continuous life. And was dead. And behold. I am alive forevermore. How long is he going to be alive? So you better get used to him because he'll be around forever. He's not going to die anymore. Amen. Do you know when you love this word and you have the word of God inside of you and you meditate. When you begin to meditate. Okay. You can't just read this word and go. You have to ponder it. Go over and over and meditate on the word of God. You're going to see what different you. What, what is going to change your life. Try that. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive. Oh God, that just go down forevermore. If he lives, you're going to live forevermore. Amen. Look at that. Amen. And have what? The keys of hell and death. See, he's got the keys of hell and death, second death. We'll find that out as we read in the seven churches. See, because I, eventually what I'm going through, I'm going to go through the seven churches. Okay, we touched Samaria, we touched Laodicea, Le, Le, um, so on. But we want to go to Ephesus. Because that Ephesus was the best church that was ever on the face of the earth. Ephesus. But even Ephesus, they left their first love. 
Didn't they? Hmm? And what the Lord is doing right now, what is God doing right now? I think I begin to wind it down. What is God doing right now? Okay. There's two churches. Philadelphia or the church of Laodicea. You can be in one or the other. Brotherly love. Philadelphia. The keys of David that gets you in the kingdom. Or you can lock him out and face second death. Laodicea. That's where you are right now. And the devil doesn't want you to know these things. He wants you to keep you away. And he don't care if you sing and quote a few scriptures and dance around. He doesn't care if you quote the Bible. You don't have it explained to you. Somebody's got to explain it. Where, where are we? Huh? Philadelphia. But more, more so Laodicea age. Where most of the churches don't want Christ. They got a nice piano, nice building, nice uh, program, a big offering. What do we need, Jesus? We're rich. But it's time to buy gold tried in fire. It's time to buy white raiment. Right now. No, you can't say, I never hear. I stood here for so long and tell you what we need. And where we are. Look around. That's what I've been telling you this morning. And I'm closing out with brotherly love. Philadelphia. Okay. And show you that I can take on a Laodicean spirit. Because that's what's prevailing. Go, go and check it out. The Lord. Alright. Okay. He said but the Lord is in the church. Alright. But. How would you like to go to a restaurant and the waitress bring the menu over and she said to you, this is what you're going to have for lunch. And she took it off. And she went and got it and served you. Would you praise the Lord for that? Would you be happy? Well, did you know Jesus Christ in his church? That's what we do. We don't ask him, Lord, what is your will? We ask him. We just give him what we want to give him. Give him a song, another song, a message, or, or something we talk about, the business, me, whatever. But it's not what the Lord wants. In his church. So we lock him out. We close the door and we do what we want to do. But he's coming back for a church. He's going to open the door. For him. Will you? Will you open the, the door? Your heart? And say Lord I want you. Will this church. Will this church. Say God. We want you always. Will you show up? Hmm? Will you show up? Or do we come. And just give him. What we want to give him. Serve him. The menu. Or do we humble ourselves? Do we get up in the morning and begin to tell the Lord what my plan is and I'm going to do this today? Or do we humble ourselves and say, not my will? What about a church? What about a church? What is the will of God for that church? 
If you can get to where in your heart begin with you and I. And say, oh God, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Wash me. Don't root up my candlestick. And sometimes the Lord do things because God's sparing you. Okay, God just spare you. And you look and say, thank God that I'm in church. Thank God I heard this message this morning. Thank God I heard this message. That's the last verse, is it? Write the things. How many more verses? Okay, write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are. Notice he has to write again what you see. And the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. What a, what a job. What a job. I'm a minister of the preacher. He has to know the things that are past, present, and future. That means we don't have a lot of those today. Who knows? We know how to organize a lot of stuff, but we don't know what the mind of God is. The mystery. Notice what a mystery. It's a mystery. That's why you don't. Somebody said, oh, I just preach the word of God like it is. Really? Just like it is. So you quote one scripture after another and you think that's the mind of God. That's not the mind of God. This is a mystery. A lot of don't believe that. We think that we already know that. I don't need a, I, I don't need an interpreter. Well, tell me, what are these mysteries? What are these mysteries? And we get proud. Okay? I could quote that chapter word perfect and still don't understand a thing. And you wouldn't understand a thing. Notice what it says. The mystery. You can't understand it unless God shows you. Which thou sawest. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand. And the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angel. Of the seven churches. And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest. Are the seven churches. So explain that mystery. That's it? Okay. That's it. The mystery. So you understand now, what I've been talking this morning was a mystery. That is not yet fully solved. Because this mystery goes over now into, notice, he began to talk about candlesticks and stars. Before it was seven churches, he gave the name, but now he's going into a mystery. So he said, seven candlesticks, seven stars. He's in the midst, and now he's dressed up and all that. You see the mystery, and you begin to, and before you go down to the last, he's out. How did he get out? And because he was turned out, he was locked out, what happened? A new order was brought in. When the Jews rejected him, Israel, he came unto his own, his own received him not. What happened? Then he opened up to the Gentiles as many as received him. To them gave he the power to become the sons of God. So when the church now locked him out, what happened? The next chapter after chapter 3 is that he saw a door was open in heaven. That is a new order. A new order. I don't want to miss that. Amen. Did, did you have a Marina was supposed to say something. Yeah, because this morning I felt the Lord I had to do that quick. Hmm? Later. Okay. All right.